Seekers, it's Wednesday, February the 26th, 2014. Today's episode is going to be a discussion that I had with my friend Ray Edwards, who asked me questions about the hypergrace controversy. And if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that I've weighed into that controversy before. One of the things that Ray and I talked about was the Christian's relationship to the law. And in this episode, you will hear me tell a story that summarizes what the New Testament teaches about that very issue. If you would like to check out Ray Edwards, you can find him at rayedwards.com. Here's the interview. In a lot of churches, there's this push to, especially, you know, evangelical churches that are aggressive about signing people up if I can use that terminology, it's kind of a bait and switch. It's like, well, it's the free gift of salvation. And then once we get you to sign the card, we sit you down and tell you, now here's all the stuff you got to clean up about yourself. (laughs) Right. Well, yeah, and that's the gospel of legalism. You're saved by grace, but now you have to maintain it by works. And, you know, that is totally contrary to the New Testament. That's contrary to the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's contrary to Paul. We are saved by grace. We maintain by grace. We live by grace. The just so live by faith. It's all of grace. Another thing that clouds this whole issue is the role of the law in the life of the believer. And I think there's monumental confusion about that, too. I've chosen to look at this whole issue of grace through the lens of the three Gospels, you know, the Gospel of Legalism on the one hand and the Gospel of Libertinism on the other, and then right there in the middle, actually transcending both, is the Gospel of the Lordship of Jesus Christ and the Liberty of the Spirit, which both go hand in hand. They're not contradictory, but traditionally this has been viewed in terms of law versus grace. And if I could, can I just tell a little story to kind of illustrate what I think the Bible clearly teaches about this in the New Testament? I wish that you would. Okay. There was a man who was perfect. And I'm not talking about Jesus Christ. I'm talking about another man who was perfect. Not only was he perfect, but he was very demanding. And so he married this beautiful girl. I had a, a romance, whirlwind romance. 
And when the honeymoon was over and the smoke cleared, he said to his new bride, sweetheart, I just want you to know that I'm going to be going to work every day early in the morning, and I want you to get up at 5 a.m. and cook me breakfast. And she looked at him. Of course, she loves him. It's a new marriage. She says, okay, honey, what, what would you like? Well, I would like two pieces of toast lightly buttered on each side, and then I would like three eggs over easy, perfectly cooked, not too runny, not too solid. I want three pieces of bacon, crispy, two sausages cooked medium well, five pancakes with maple syrup and ten strawberries on top, and a bowl of Cheerios with goat's milk. And so after uh, jotting this down, the wife said, well, I will do my best. And the husband said, well, I, I'm sure you're going to do very well. Well, the first day she got it all perfect. He was so happy. He thanked her. Second day rolls around. She does pretty darn good, too. But by the end of the week, she's just exhausted and she sort of slacked off. She forgot uh, to put the correct number of strawberries on top of the pancakes and she gave him two pieces of bacon and he was a little bit upset about it and he let her know that but there was no conflict well the next week went by and boy Ray she just messed up I mean she burns the toast she overcooked the eggs and this went on and on and on for several months to the point where this woman was exasperated and she told her husband I'm a failure I cannot do this I cannot keep it up I'm just I give up. And of course, he looked at her and said, well, sweetheart, you know, I understand your feelings, but this is what I want and this is what I need. They went to sleep that night and someone died in the middle of the night and it was the woman. Now, <laughs> let me fast forward here. Something amazing happened and that is the woman rose again from the dead. And having been freed from her first husband, she met another man. And this man was very similar, at least in appearance, to the first husband. He was perfect. He was loving. He was wonderful. And they got married. And after the whirlwind romance was finished and the honeymoon was over, they woke up one morning and the woman's new husband said, Sweetheart, I want to tell you what will really make me happy. Before I go to work, I want you to make me breakfast. <laughs> and she says, oh boy. <laughs> well, what would you like? And he said, well, I would like two pieces of toast lightly buttered on each side. I would like three eggs over easy, perfectly cooked, not too runny and not too solid. I would like three pieces of bacon, crispy, two sausages cooked medium well, five pancakes with maple syrup and 10 strawberries on top and a bowl of Cheerios with goat's milk. And her heart just sunk. Well, this is what ended up happening. He told her, he said, look, you don't have to do it this morning. I want it tomorrow morning. I know I'm just springing this on you. So they spent the night together. They slept. And lo and behold, the woman wakes up. Alarm clock goes off at 4.30. And he's nowhere to be found. She gets her, <laughs> her body out of bed. She starts to drag into the kitchen. And all of a sudden, she sees that the entire breakfast has been made. And her new husband had made it all. She's standing at the door. He picks her up off her feet. He brings her into the kitchen. He puts her into the chair and he says, here it is, sweetheart. I have done it all. And Ray, what I have just described to you is the Christian's relationship to the law. And if anyone listening to this, for both of our listeners, <laughs> if they would read Romans 7 and Romans 8, 
they will see the story that I had just told. The law is perfect. The law is holy. The law is righteous. The law is just. The law isn't going anywhere. It's not going to pass away. But someone has died, and the Christian has died to the law. But the Christian has been raised again, and the Christian has married another husband. And Jesus Christ does it all. Andrew Murray once said, and I love this, a dead Christ I must do everything for, but a living Christ does everything for me. Well, you went and made me cry on my own podcast. <laughs> well, same thing was happening to me, sir. Wow. Uh, it's like the old writer of old said, run, try, and work, the law commands, yet finds me neither feet nor hands, but sweeter news the gospel brings it bids me fly and gives me wings. What a Lord we have, brother. What a Christ. Amen to that. Wow. Well, um, Frank, I cannot thank you enough for the sanity and the loyalty to the Scripture that you've brought to a discussion that I think gets out of hand from time to time. And it is a radical grace that we've been given. And it is a holy God that we serve. And I can't say anything to add to what you've already said. So how do folks find you if they want more of what you bring to the world? Where do they find you? Two places. They can go to frankviola.org. And then there's a there's a course website, right? That's frankviola.org info info and there they could avail themselves of a new course called living by the indwelling life of christ which is all about how to live in romans 8 registration opens up again march 1st and it'll be open for two weeks living by the indwelling life of christ i've been through that course and let me just jump in and say i highly recommend it it's uh it's it will change you it will change the way you are able to receive what that means because I've always been astounded by the statement that it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Well, what, if you think about that for just a moment, you have to be astounded and you have to wonder, well, what does that look like? And I think you really help open up uh, the, uh, the possibilities for us of actually living through that indwelling life of Christ. So I highly recommend that course when you open the doors to that. I think that's going to put the wraps on our interview, brother. <laughs> I enjoyed it, Ray. It's an honor to be on the show. So many-